Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. We are continuing our conversation for our September theme of education, empowerment, and equity. And I'm excited to have my soror with us this episode. And we're going to unpack audacity, access, and advocacy. Three very powerful words. And I'm excited about this conversation, not only because she's my soror, but she has a powerful bio. Let me share it with you. Danielle Martin is a native of Harrisburg. She is currently employed by Temple University Harrisburg campus, serving as the academic success coordinator. Through this position, Danielle oversees academic scheduling, hires faculty, and designs summer and youth programming. She is also a facilitator and one of the top program managers for the campus teen outreach program, which provides social and emotional learning to middle school and high school youth at risk. She currently teaches the course, Why Care About College? Higher Education in American Life within the College of Education and Human Development. Danielle co-chairs the Education and Business Partnership Committee through the Harrisburg Chamber and CREDC. She's also the Central Regional Director for Pennsylvania Black Conference on Higher Education. Yes, she took a breath to be with us today. Danielle is very passionate about education, youth, and serving others. And it is echoed in her favorite quote, which reads, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Welcome to the Thank flip you. side, Danielle Martin. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm happy to be on the flip side. Yes, I appreciate, and we joked about this, but you are absolutely <laughs> phenomenal, impacting, far-reaching, and I feel so honored that you would take the time mm to be in studio with us and to share your wisdom, your experience, um, and just taking a breath to be with us because that bio. <laughs> Makes you tired, right? Makes I'm me tired. tired. I'm tired hearing it. But I'm, <laughs> I'm so very uh, just humbled and excited to be here. And I thank you uh, for wanting me to come on the flip side. But really just to share time and space with you yeah. is an honor. So thank yeah. you so very much. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have been looking forward to this conversation um, for uh, months now in the anticipation of encouraging and inspiring as well as challenging our listeners. Mm -hmm. Because you picked three powerful words as the title for our conversation. Mm -hmm. 
And I want to jump into um, actually the third of the three words, which okay. is what does advocacy actually look like for you? Um, advocacy looks like me and you. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a champion for somebody. Um, and because I was thinking about that, I wanted to, I went to the Bible, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I went and looked up the word, but then I also wanted to find it in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the definition of advocacy is a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. Um, in the Bible, under Proverbs 31, 8 through 9, and this is the NIV version, it says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of, of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. So, yeah. you know, advocacy looks like you and I. Mm-hmm. What can we do to be a champion for somebody else, whether that is ourselves, mm-hmm. um, our family, our children, children who do not belong to us through blood, but they are they yes. are ours. Yes. Um, so it really looks like you and I. When I think about it looking like you and I, I know that we had... Um, a bit of a conversation before we even came on mm-hmm. and we we began the show before the show even right. started <laughs> we did <laughs> starting to talk about how we can get so drawn into advocacy mm-hmm. that we can leave ourselves so exhausted that we actually can't stand to be able to be in spaces, to speak, to give. And so I'd love to hear your perspective on the balance Mm -hmm. of advocacy. Yeah, because it is a balance. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you all don't hear anything else I say today, um, while you can be an advocate for others, please be an advocate for yourself. Mm. Um, I was just sharing with you (laughs) My daughter, one of my twins, when she was seven, asked me who fills into my bucket. Mommy, who fills your bucket up? Because if you don't have your bucket full, you can't pour into other people. So if we're going to be an advocate, it has to start with self. We have to take care of ourselves first. That means we have to get rest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we Self-care and rest is not a luxury. It is a necessity. Mm-hmm. So we have to start there. First. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. And you know what? I was thinking about, I forget what author I was reading. I was preparing for to deliver uh, a message around burnout. And one of, oh, it was the WellPoint Care Network. They do a mm. lot of trauma informed um, systems building in Milwaukee. And in their capacity building part of their session, they actually said that advocating for yourself, making sure that you are taking care of yourself is an ethical responsibility. Mm. And that hit me. That's deep, right? Mm. So when we recognize how big... Right the issues are, and we're going to get into those, Mm -hmm. how big the issues are, how high some of the barriers are. Mm -hmm. We can't 
continue to dismiss right. how that weight is impacting us. And when I think about it being an ethical responsibility, it also ties back to, to for me, back to what your daughter said, because I feel like people are watching. Yes. And, and more importantly, your, your children are watching, yes. right? And so what example are we providing for them that we have to run ourselves ragged to, to, for somebody to hear us? Mm-hmm. That That's not the message that we want to send. And when we're burning out, you know, we're, we're not at our, our best mm-hmm. or, or doing our best energy um, if we're tired. Right. When you think about the balance of advocacy and recognizing that it looks like you and me, how, what are the how elements to advocacy? What, what does the work look like within reason mm-hmm. of advocacy as well as rest? Hmm. Okay. So I think first the the work looks like your voice. It sounds like your voice. We all have a voice and it's to be used, right? Um, and so if you are not agreeing with something, if you have something to say, um, please let it be known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of balancing the two and still getting rest, you just read that entire bio and I was tired, right? And and I don't think about all that I do until somebody reads that or I read it for myself mm-hmm. and I'm like, whoa, child. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it is forcing yourself to sit down. Mm. Sometimes God will sit you down <laughs> so that you can be still and hear him. Mm-hmm. You can be prepared for the next mission. Um, so sometimes it is that we just have to not only rest, but I need to sit down and plan. I need to think about what my next uh, move is. Maybe I need to sit down and think about who can assist me in this advocacy work. Who's going to march on the state capitol with me? Mm-hmm. What group do I belong to? What 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 organization do I belong to that I can mm-hmm. bring the masses with me? Mm-hmm. Because you're not alone. That's the one thing we need to recognize. Mm-hmm. You're not in this pool alone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We don't do this work by ourselves. Right. And you don't have to feel like that is the case. You just completely... Um, opened up my thoughts around the responsibility between advocacy and rest, because unless we rest, we can't tap into the creative parts of our brain to be able to recognize that the assignment isn't just about you. Right. And if I'm grinding so hard, Mm -hmm. I can never Mm -hmm. be Mm -hmm. able to look up and breathe Someone who can mm-hmm. come alongside to support, yes. to create community, to bring their creative ideas gets blocked out. I will tell you about 80 to 90 percent of your assignment has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are here in your purpose for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may be us having this conversation. That may somebody out there hearing this conversation mm-hmm. and feeling empowered to go on and, and take a stand on something. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all here for a reason. We're not he- Maybe we're not here to see the end of it, of mm-hmm. the work that we started. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's 
you're not alone. You're not alone. I I feel like someone that really needs to sit and rest with someone mm. that you're not alone because I think about how it can, especially in this time, there are so many things coming at, especially administrators and leaders at one time. And we can get into a space where we either isolate or we create silos. Right. And some of it can be that we are afraid of what people will think if I can't mm-hmm. juggle it all, which mm-hmm. is a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then some of it also is just that the grind gets so difficult yeah. that I never look up. Mm-hmm. When you think about administrators, those who are, um, as well as educators, parents, Mm -hmm. what tips can you give someone as they are walking out advocacy, especially Mm -hmm. in education? I think one of the first things I'll say is to get involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes uh, maybe parents may not feel that their schools are welcoming Sometimes us as educators don't even realize that we're sending that message. So how can the parents and the educators come together to create that village we once had long ago? Mm -hmm. We need that village back. Um, So getting involved, becoming, maybe you're the classroom parent. Mm -hmm. From there, maybe you, uh, I don't know, go to back to school night. Yes. Maybe you consider running for school board. Yes. Um, start there yes. and work your way up. Maybe you have some friends like myself who work in higher education. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to advocate for college students. Maybe you want to bridge the gap between high schools and, and, and you know, universities. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really those steps. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you want to take the social media and tell people what you're passionate about. Hey, I'm passionate about literacy for students in K to two because my child is in second grade and here are some things I want to share. Yes. Maybe you want to ask somebody else who has either done the work um, or just starting the work because you can always learn from somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that there is a specific blueprint. I don't Mm -hmm. think there's a chart that says, you got to do this first. You got to do this second. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's trial and error. Sometimes it's having a conversation with someone who's willing to listen to you. Yes. You know what? You just have, there are so many things. I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) You just had my brain go bing, bing, bing. So I'll start with the end thing that you said that just resonated with me. And this, this might get us going. Okay. But, um, so I, uh, a blog that I just did, um, I, I contributed to. Um, I just posted it on my page of um, um, Freedom, Freedom Writers Collaborative. And in that piece, I challenged that in one of our episodes with Keith, he challenged listeners to don't waste their yes. Mm. And we say yes to things, but sometimes we squander the yes 
And one of the things that I said in the blog is every table does not deserve your time. Mm. And we get discouraged because we're sitting at a table that that isn't listening, but they don't actually even deserve your time. They don't. So get up and find the table that will listen. Get up and you have to know where to set your your place at. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, and sometimes we waste our yes because we're so exhausted mm-hmm. that you can't fulfill the assignment because you are trying to rise up against resistors that aren't ready for it. And you're missing people completely missing it who are actually on the fence and just need your insight mm-hmm. to be able to move with you. Right. What goes back to the resting point, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's when mm-hmm. you replenish, that's where you refresh, you recharge, and you refocus on what the plan is. Yes. yes. And we can't do that if our nose is um, so, so to the ground or mm-hmm. so to the grind. I know that we are grinded, a hustle culture, but there's an opportunity for us to take a breath and take a beat and look up and recognize that your assignment is not exhaustion. There are no awards. There's no badge of honor. For being burned out. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I feel like we just completely. I wish we all knew that. I wish (laughs) we found that out earlier. Mm. There have been people who have been sent to the hospital, have health conditions because they go so hard but they won't have a seat. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we need to have a seat. Mm -hmm. And that leads back to the other part of what you were saying that just awakened my soul. I was having a conversation with a coach E earlier in the week, and we were really unpacking um, lens on equity. Mm. And as we were talking about how marginalization Um, Actually, if you look at the research of what sustains and perpetuates poverty, there are four categories that do it. And across each one of the categories, the first thing is racism. Mm. And we were talking it through and she sat back and she said, this is just so big. I just feel like what use is it? But what Mm. you just said was start where you are. That's it. Start small. Start right where you Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we all did it. And don't get worry, you know, because you can. Mm -hmm. But but start where you are. Mm -hmm. Start with what you have. Then the network. This this is one of the things I teach young people when they come to my camps. You Mm -hmm. have to learn how to network. So your network is your net worth, right? You are now somebody who is in my network that I can lean on to say, hey, Dr. J, I don't know about this, this, and this. Could you help me walk me through that? Mm -hmm. It's the purpose Mm -hmm. of a network, a resource. So you don't have to do it all and become overwhelmed. I did not learn the power of network until my 40s. I was late. I was late to the table, Mm -hmm. but I think it's powerful that you are teaching young people Mm. when they're hitting the college campuses and actually educating them on the importance of networking, Mm -hmm. how it's tied to your net worth, 
and that the biggest things that happen actually come out of relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so that aligns with them eventually becoming an advocate for themselves, right? So we learn how to network. I teach them how to do an elevator speech, um, how to look somebody in the eye, handshake, you know, firm, all of that. Be very confident in who you are, what, you know, what you bring to the table. You're advocating for yourself so that years down the line, when you get into college, when you get that job, you can walk into a room and own it. Mm. These are the things that I need to make me a successful employee. Um, these are the things that I need to make me a successful student. Because there are a lot of college students that come to college that can advocate for themselves because they're used to their parents doing it. Mm -hmm. They've seen it and they want to try it. Not sure what it is. Don't know what to start, where to start. And so I try to start them in high school um, yes. so that they have that you know, at least a little bit of that. Yes. But I have coached uh, grown women around what is it that you need? Mm. What is it that you want? And have heard crickets. Mm -hmm. And so learning how to advocate for yourself, especially as you talk about from high school, from middle school, learning the elevator pitch, the two-minute pitch of what is it that you need and, and how do you want me to take action to mm -hmm. support you in it mm -hmm. is a powerful tool. You've heard crickets because that's so that's such a challenge to do. If somebody asks us what we want for dinner, it's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Yes, right? <laughs> but... I can say to somebody else, oh, girl, I'm going to make you a ribeye steak mm -hmm. with some asparagus mm -hmm. and some garlic mashed potatoes. And mm -hmm. you'll be like, yes, that's wonderful. But we can't do that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we need to practice that. Yes. But that question that you ask them, what is it that you need? Mm -hmm. That is so very important. And in terms of education, what is it that your student needs? That they're not receiving from the school? What is it that you need from your elected officials that they're not delivering upon? Mm -hmm. Because here's another A for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. We've got to hold them accountable. Period. Period. I tell you, we are already <laughs> at our first break and we only covered one word. <laughs> if you can take away from this beginning part of this conversation, what we heard Danielle tell us is recognizing advocacy looks like you and I standing in the gap, being a voice, but not only advocating for others, but learn how to advocate for yourself. Absolutely. Because rest is a necessity and it's an ethical responsibility because we're we can recreate that village mm -hmm. mindset and collective to do bigger things. So when we come back from this break, I tell you, uh, y'all better hold on because we, <laughs> we only covered one word. <laughs> when we come back from this break, we are going to, uh, I believe, jump into audacity. 
And I'm looking forward to listening to what Danielle has to offer um, around what we should have the audacity to expect and to, to even ask for. So we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. A motivational and health and wellness coach, certified nurse coach with Living Your Life Without Limits. So I coach all over the world, not just here in Belize, not just in the United States. People can call me all over and I do get calls and speak in person as well as online. So if anyone wanted to reach me, they could reach me through Living Your Life Without Limits. They can contact info at thepeoplesnurse.com. And I want to end with my signature sign-off that I say each week on my podcast. Remember family to love yourself. Take care of yourself, because guess what? You're absolutely worth it. This is Shannon Jackson, The People's Nurse. If you're searching for the motivation, or you're needing that inspiration, you got Shannon Jackson, The People's Nurse. She cares for you. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. We have been talking about audacity, access, and advocacy with Danielle Martin. She has already unpacked advocacy to its ultimate point. If you missed the beginning of the conversation, make sure you catch the replay. So I'm hoping now that we, it's almost like you laid the the plate, laid the meal of advocacy and talking about um, actually advocating for yourself as well as others. And so i like us to kind of walk into audacity. Okay. You chose the word audacity Mm -hmm. um, for the title, for Mm -hmm. one of the words in our title. Tell us why that word. (laughs) Um, I chose that word because it means to be bold. Mm -hmm. Um, Too many times when we think about that word, it has a negative connotation around Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, just think about the conversations you have with people. Girl, she had the audacity to... (laughs) 
No, she didn't. Mm-hmm. So when we think about advocacy, we want you to be, I want you to be bold in what you're chasing or what you need. Yes, I'm standing up for literacy for my children. Yes, I'm standing up for college access for students who are coming to college. Yes, I want equity and I'm here and I'm audacious about it. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, I have the audacity to stand in your office as an elected official and bring my list of demands. Uh, And so we need to take the negative spin off of being audacious and audacity Mm -hmm. and and be bold. Mm -hmm. So what is it, back to your question, because I love that question so much, what is it that you need? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How often do people not take the time to think about what they need Mm-hmm. And when the moment presents themselves, the itself, it, they're not prepared. You know, they're not prepared. And I watch people kind of shrink. Mm. Um, so just imagine we're in an office of an elected f- official. People walk in there and they have great intentions of telling this person what they want and need. And then soon as that person walks in because of the title that they hold, mm-hmm. because of the seat that they sit in. They shrink back Mm -hmm. and then they become less confident. Mm -hmm. And then it's, never mind. Thank you so very much. Mm -hmm. Nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry. One of the first things that I say to this this person, this elected official is, oh, by the way, I'm a citizen who votes. Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) So here are my list of needs. Yes. And almost like borderline in a nice way demands. (laughs) Um, here's what I need yeah. and I'm unapologetic about it. So whether your needs are, you know, basic shelter, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. clothing, you know, equitable funding, equitable funding, <laughs> whatever your need is, mm-hmm. you need to be able to stand up and be loud and proud about it. And there's nothing negative about that. Right. When we are fighting for each other, when we're fighting for our students, in particular our students of color, there's nothing negative about being bold and having the audacity. Mm-hmm. What you just said makes me think of when we are coming to the conversation with authentic motives we we recognize that this isn't about taking from others but it really is creating access and equitable access for all and our motives mm-hmm. are grounded yes then i find that sometimes people shrink back because the internal conversation is who am i to ask for this you're the one assigned in this moment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have the audience. Mm-hmm. This is your this is your baton. So we had Aaliyah Bradley on here. Yeah. And she said, We the baton, the ancestors have passed us the baton. What are we mm-hmm. gonna do with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are your ancestors' wildest dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Almost wore that t-shirt today. Mm-hmm. But you are also who God created you to be yeah. in his image. Yes. Right. He also I, I don't need people to think that you need to have three degrees to stand up and do this work, that you need to be a doctor, that you need to be a lawyer to do this work, because he has already qualified Mm -hmm. you, right? I'm not, by long shot, 
an equity expert. Mm -hmm. I'm an expert in my experiences, but I am qualified because he called me to come and do this work. Mm -hmm. That's it. End of story. So who am I? Just gave you my resume. Yes. (laughs) You know, so we need to be confident in that. Mm-hmm. He has already done a work in you and he needs you to go out here and share it with whomever. I, I think about, and you have the moment, don't squander it. Right. If he brought you to that moment, he's already prepared you with what to say. So if we recognize that you are worthy because the moment was given to you. Mm -hmm. Don't squander it because there are children and families and communities who are depending on the fact that you have the audience right now. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with it? I'll tell you something, share something that my pastor shared with me. I am just almost to the end of my doctoral journey. Um, he said to me, I don't even think he realizes how powerful this statement was, but he said to me, Danielle, you need to finish. Somebody is watching and waiting for you. That right there. So I shared that with the audience. Somebody is watching and waiting for you to make the next move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you think about, and you've mentioned them a couple of times, And I think you've already given us some strategies. So I I just want to make sure that we completely flush them out. As we prepare to be advocates for children, for communities, for families, for one another, Mm -hmm. and we walk into spaces recognizing that we need to be bold, we should have the audacity to be able to speak the truth with clear, clean motives, Mm -hmm. what would you say to those um, who are getting prepared to advocate um, before elected officials? Mm -hmm. How should we hold them accountable for for doing the right thing? Mm -hmm. So I'd I'd say the first thing you want to do, we talked a lot about resting and in that resting period, how you're able to just think through. So I would say the first thing you want to do is develop a plan of action, right? You want to think about what it is that you're advocating for. Um, The last time I was at the state capitol, I was advocating with a group and we were advocating for for them to or us to be able to diversify the educated workforce. Right. So what is it that is important to you? Oh, so important to you. Right. You need to know that Um, if you have any type of statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the statistics we shared with them was about 94% of the teachers in the state of Pennsylvania are not of color yeah. when most of your the, students are. The demographics. Okay. So mm-hmm. it was very important for us to share that statistic with them and for to let them know that mm, a little unbalanced here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you're talking to somebody who is your representative or they're in your township or whatever seat they they hold, be able to say something to them about your township or your area. You know, I don't know. There's potholes on 17th Street and I got two <laughs> flat tires because of it. You know, so yes, personalize mm-hmm. it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you want to walk in with at least maybe three to five points that you're mm-hmm. really passionate mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leave your con, and I say three to five points because sometimes these folks don't have a lot of time, and that's mm-hmm. one of the first things that they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of time, so so if you have everything mm-hmm. on a piece of paper and it's written down for you, mm-hmm. um, so that you don't lose your train of thought, mm-hmm. you can leave them your contact information, mm-hmm. and then I also love again to let them know. Hey, <laughs> just want to let you know, I am a voting citizen. Yes. So that if they say anything sideways, let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go share it with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to, we have to be able to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. They're a person just like we are here in case they forgot. Mm -hmm. Here are the things that you, the platform that you ran on. Here's what you said you would do. Mm -hmm. You've been sitting in this seat for 25 years. And Mm -hmm. where are we? Where Mm -hmm. are we with that? Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to challenge them. Mm -hmm. and ask them questions Mm -hmm. either they're going to answer you or they're not Mm -hmm. and a lot of times the 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 answer that you're looking for is in the action or Mm -hmm. lack thereof yeah so have a plan know your numbers Mm -hmm. and be succinct Mm -hmm. to the point i think those are three powerful simple uh steps that we can all remember and Walk into the opportunity um, to have the audacity to have the conversation because I'm curious about your third word, which is access. Mm. As we hold people accountable and we are advocates and we have the audacity to actually ask for what we need, why the word access? Access because everyone deserves access. Um, If you don't hear anything else today, I need you to know that your zip code does not define the level of access you receive. Oh, you need to say that again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Your zip code does not define the level of access that you are to receive. Mm -hmm. So we need to understand that. And they elected, elected officials need to know that you understand that mm-hmm. you need to let them know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so access to me is extremely important is the, is the playing field level. Mm-hmm. Do we all have a chance? Do we all have a chance to go to college? What does that look like? Are there scholarships available? You know, all the mm-hmm. things, but the loving, the playing field needs to be leveled period. What are you most concerned about when we are talking about young people coming out of high school into um, higher ed and this whole conversation of access? Sometimes they don't realize what they have access to, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's resources, whether it's still scholarships that they can apply to or apply for while they're in college. Um, sometimes it's just back to the network, knowing the right professor or the advisor to go speak to, Mm -hmm. oh, go talk to Miss Danielle. She can, you know, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's that sometimes they're still very uneducated about financial aid and, Mm -hmm. and what, 
you know, what it looks like, how much it's going to cost for them to remain there. Mm -hmm. Um, So we need to be able to get our students plugged in with the right resources. Everybody, you know, celebrates and praises the Lord when we enroll a a certain amount of students. Everybody gets accepted. Well, the real challenge is retaining them. Yes. So how are we going to be able to retain them? Mm -hmm. And and a big chunk of that is providing them with the resources they need to be successful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So folks like myself, we need to sometimes step in those gaps and say, hey, I have something for you. Come see me after class. Mm -hmm. Again, you went right back to relationships again. Relationships are so important. How can we actually get young people to understand and begin to advocate for themselves? What are some things that we can teach, use, Mm -hmm. um, build upon? Mm -hmm. So I'm just like everybody out here watching or listening to the show. I have two (laughs) 17-year-olds. And I'm teaching them this right now, right? Oh, so you want to go to the movies with your friends on Friday, Mm -hmm. okay? What are all the details? What do you need? What do you need, right? It's our question. Getting them. What do do (laughs) you need to be able to do that? Oh, Mm -hmm. so you need money. You're going to need to eat. You know, Mm -hmm. they run down the list of things. Okay, what are the rest of the details? How are you getting there? Because mom's not available and you don't have a license. Mm -hmm. How are you getting there? So it's getting them to process through Mm -hmm. what they need to be able to voice those things. That's key. Um, Because sometimes with young people, they're afraid of what you're going to say. So then they're like back to much like the the ladies you were talking about, though. Yes. They're afraid of what you're going to say and what you think if they voice what they really need. Mm -hmm. So I gently say to them, if you don't tell me what you need. You can't go. Right. Then it's, oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but that taking them through that process, talking that that out with them Mm -hmm. helps them later on down the line because they're they're thinking of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, what do I need? It's a transferable skill. Yeah. Yeah. From very early on, I would say to my youngest daughter um, that your voice has value. Mm-hmm. When I would see her shrink back or when she, I know that she had a thought on something or she was in a situation and a teacher dismissed her, mm-hmm. I would always refer back to your voice has value and instilling just simple, even simple phrases that we say consistently that take root, Mm -hmm. that later on you begin to see the fruit of it. Mm -hmm. I think as we empower young people to recognize that actually you don't have to do it the same way I did it, but you need to get your plan. Right. They have access to things and are able to do things that I never had access Mm -hmm. to. But am I, as an old, as a grandmother now, am I encouraging them 
to be creative and allowing them to do it differently, mm -hmm. but to get to the same end. Mm -hmm. What are some of your thoughts about how we can encourage young people to really tap into their creativity? I think one, and we're actually discussing this in class right now. So I think one of the things is to help them change their mindset. Again, because we're talking about audacity and the negative connotation around that mm -hmm. word. Let's change your mindset and let's change your language. Let's change how we speak to one another. Let's change how you speak to yourself mm -hmm. because that matters and what you believe. Um, and I think there you will experience growth. Mm -hmm. So go back to yeah. your question for me, because I, I so just went shifting, off on Professor no, Martin. You didn't. No, you didn't, because <laughs> I completely received that, because you said it starts with their mindset. Mm -hmm. And if we can, which actually speaks to, we had a guest, and I've referred to him a couple of times, times Javon Wooden, who in his teen years was incarcerated, mm. but now speaks on platforms all over the world as um, a military veteran wow. and an awarded mm -hmm. military veteran mm -hmm. um, who has served in Af Afghanistan and um, has received medals mm -hmm. for his service. And he said when he was incarcerated, the only thing he thought he could do was steal. Mm. It wasn't until he encountered someone that helped him realize that he actually mm. could create. So stop right there. Yes. That, I'm ready. That person was an advocate. Mm-hmm. That you person. Bring it to, I see you. I see you. <laughs> Where's the temporary? Yes. <laughs> that person was assigned mm -hmm. to him. And pulled that out of him, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So anybody can be an advocate. Mm -hmm. But he also changed his mindset mm -hmm. and also changed his language and how he spoke to himself. Yes. Look at him. Yes. Look at the platform that guy has him on now. Yes. You know, yes. so it's the same thing with us. It's the same thing as we encounter young people. They're looking for us, mm -hmm. you know, so we have to be able to change our mindset, much like the story you just shared, you know, you, we can get our young people to the same goal and it can look completely different. Yeah. It doesn't have to be our way. Mm -hmm. Right. But mm -hmm. we're standing alongside. We're standing behind to catch them if they fall. We're holding them down in that moment. Mm -hmm. But if you have to change your mindset, change your mindset, change your life. Yes. And your language, your language. And that will allow them to be positioned to begin to tap into creativity. Absolutely. Creativity. I, I think about how we're struggling right now with the mindset and the pain of young people mm -hmm. who can't see beyond feeling isolated or feeling lost mm -hmm. and therefore are acting out of their pain mm -hmm. on in our streets. And as advocates who must begin to have the audacity to fill in the gap and offer access to more than yes. pain. Yes. Ooh. Oh my, <laughs> my, my, my. So mm -hmm. we also um, have to lead by example, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'll share that um, 
you know, COVID, all the things just happened. Mm -hmm. I went through intensive therapy, talked to my daughters about it because it is something that they should know that is available to them, had them go through. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that was a year and a half ago, two years ago. And my daughter just said to me the other day, you know what, mom? That's how she said it. Shout out to you for letting me know that therapy was a thing and like allowing us to go. So we have to be that example. And sometimes that comes with a level of vulnerability Mm -hmm. that we don't always want to show, but look at the blessing in it, you know? So that reminded me of what you Mm -hmm. said. And Mm -hmm. then another um, thing in class, we're also talking about a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Um, we are discussing how sometimes receiving grades um, may speak a certain language to you. Mm-hmm. And so we watched a TED Talk. I can't remember the name of the woman who did the TED Talk right now, but she she talked a lot about saying, um, putting on young people's papers, not yet. Mm, yes, I remember this and, TED and Talk. Just, just letting the, the student know. Rita Pearson. Haven't quite mm-hmm. mastered that yet. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So sometimes we have to be okay with not, not yet. yet. So, no, we're not going to go outside and be Danielle, the greatest advocator, mm-hmm. after I listen to this show. You have to get there step by step. Yes. And there's no level mm-hmm. <laughs> you know not one thing is important than the other mm-hmm. writing a letter to your elected officials is important yeah showing up to their office is important mm-hmm. showing up to your child's school is definitely important all yeah. of those things that's advocacy work you're already yeah. doing it and if we did not dismiss the small things then we wouldn't have gaps mm-hmm. that are now now feel like, mm-hmm. um, you know, Grand Canyons. Right. Um, what would you say are or how can we make sure that young people who are operating out of a place of pain right now, how can we make sure there is access and equitable access Mm -hmm. for them. Wow. So uh, immediately when you started talking, I thought of mentoring Um, Mm -hmm. and that can come in within or with, you know, outside of the Mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. Um, Where are the resources? Are the resources in the school? Can we link them up with a school-based person and we link them up with a community-based um, organization, how can we pull the parents in? Because sometimes the parents and the educators are not on the same page mm-hmm. um, and that leaves a hole for the student. Right. So how can we become, you know, one mm-hmm. so that we're on that same page? Um, but at the end of the day, it, I think it boils down to resources, but we have to have the accesses, access to get the resource. Right. So even um, if you don't have that access or resource at your fingertips, who do you know? Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking to myself, who do I know that can help me with X, Y, Z? So don't be afraid, again, to call on those people because that may be their assignment. Yeah to get you to the right place or meet the right person at the right time. Sometimes that's the way it happens. 
in one of his sermons, um, T.D. Jakes one time said that it's actually not resources that stop people, it's their resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. And you just gave a perfect example of that. It, even if I don't have the resource itself tangibly in my hand, how can I become resourceful to figure out who does have it? Who's closer to it than I am? What yes. relationship do I mm-hmm. have? What Facebook group do I need to now sit in right. because they're going to help me figure out how to get it? Mm-hmm. A, a part of it, even if we don't have immediate access to resources, how can we become resourceful to leverage relationships and yes. opportunities and audiences to get mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And going right back to what you said, hold key people who are holding on to resources accountable. Yes. Oh, Danielle, <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't believe we are already like three oh. minutes away from the end of the show. And I want to make sure that we talk. There are two organizations that were mentioned in your bio. And before we end this conversation, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about both of them. Um, Two organizations that are near and dear to my heart. I'll start with what we call BACI, um, Pennsylvania Black Conference on Higher Education, um, that I am now the central region director for. So there are three regional directors. Um, So I am over the central Pennsylvania uh, region The reason why this organization is very special to me is one of my mentors. And yes, if you're a grown person, you need a mentor. Okay. (laughs) Um, One of my mentors exposed me to this organization at 15 years old. Because of her, I had the opportunity to go through uh, what we call SLDI, which is the Student Leadership Development Institute side of the professional side. So there's mm-hmm. a professional side and then there's, there's a student leadership side. I had the opportunity to go through that leadership um, institute as a 15 year old. And then again, when I got on a college campus. So see, it was somebody's assignment to pour into me. Somebody saw something in me way back then. Okay. To now <laughs> be a, a regional director in this organization is huge to me. And so we are an organization made up of um, professionals of color that work at institutions all across the state, colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. Um, this organization was found founded by uh, Kay Leroy Irvis, who was the first black speaker of the House mm-hmm. of Representatives. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, all the fields, right? All the fields. Um, so you know how much this mm-hmm. meant to him. Mm-hmm. And we are still 50 years later going strong. Yes. So that's one organization. The other organization is what we call PEDC, which is Pennsylvania Educators Diversity Consortium. And we are the group who's, who went to the Capitol and basically told them how we felt about diversifying the workforce. So we're dedicated to diversity, inclusion, and diversifying the teacher workforce through the state of Pennsylvania. Two powerful organizations. We have about 30 seconds left. How can people follow and support 
you and the work that you're doing, how can they follow and support um, any upcoming events? Where can they find you on social media? Oh, wow. I'm just Danielle Martin on Facebook. I am at Miss Danny underscore two on Instagram. And if you look up PEDC or Pennsylvania Black Conference or um, Higher Education, either one of those on social media, you'll be able to find those two organizations and follow them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a powerful conversation off of just three words. (laughs) We only had three words. (laughs) Audacity, access, and advocacy. And I feel like we touch the lives of educators, parents, students, all of it. And so thank you so much for being thank a part for having me. of this flip side conversation. So those of you who are tuning in every week, same time, same place, we will see you next week on the flip side. Thank you for tuning into Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.